Hello again and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me today, one half of the WMHW Award-nominated radio show, The Fairly Ropers, a man who has been a regular featured singer on stage with Kirk Devane and the Bionic Dirt. He made his big screen debut brushing shoulders with John Cusack in the movie High Fidelity. Oh boy, it's Jason Roy! Thank you for having me. Good to be back. Ray, thanks for being back, man. Jason, uh, for those of you who don't know, is filling in for Ben. Ben is having some real-world successes and wins, so he's too important for us now. He's, He's a big deal. I don't know if you know that, but I think he's got three cars. Three? Three. So that's kind of, he's kind of a big deal. Oh, wow. So anyway, uh, Jason has agreed to step into these massive shoes and help out. You may have re- uh, heard him in episodes prior to this. So uh, thank you, Jason, for stepping out. And Ben, hey, buddy, congratulations on your your work successes. I, I hope it continues, and we'll see you back here soon. Good job, Ben. Every other week, we bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures in the law-breaking. We talk about murder and music history and crime history and all those types of things. If you like that sort of thing, tell a friend. Uh, share with a buddy. I got a new buddy here because somebody told him about it, and he's like, oh, I like that stuff. And so now he's actually here. You could end up here one day if you share this podcast with your friends. You should have a raffle. Uh, we could have a raffle. Yeah. That's Do- it. Homework, everybody. Buy a raffle ticket from us. Um... We'll figure that out virtually. You so left the you part go. out when you were with me when we went to Chicago for that that high fidelity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember we broke that guy's Jeep's window because <laughs> we were lost? Yes. So uh, sidebar, we'll, we'll kick it off. There's still background music going. We're already oh, into our there? sidebar. It's yeah. like Ben was here. This is great. No, it's perfect. Uh, Jason is correct. He, I believe you went to an open call at a bar like, hey, who yeah. wants to be in a background actors? Like, I'll and be in a dude. Chicago is so saturated with the same people, they wanted somebody different, and us being from Michigan, they're like, bring in the outside people. And so, <laughs> bring in the freaks. Right. We drove, uh, we, we, Blockbuster Brian was his name, we drove to uh, Chicago from Flint, Michigan, basically, and uh, got we didn't lost. know what we were doing. We got lost, right? So we're sitting in this Jeep, and Jason is uh, in the front seat, and he's just like, you know, sarcastically, sort of mockingly banging on the front windshield, and that's when it just... It's just broke spider web across the whole thing. It's shattered, man. Like a lightning bolt. That thing shot across the front and everybody's like, oh, so yeah, man. No. And then you were a, a, a background actor in that has, high fidelity, I, which is a movie about uh, record store operators and stars, John Cusack and uh, Jack Black. And, um, it yeah, has, man, has one of my favorite lines to use. Like what he's going through. Everything's a list in that movie. Top five, this top five, that yes. top five bands to do this top artists to do that. Oh, it's like the internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he's like, uh, top five favorite books. Number one, Cash by Johnny Cash. Love that line. But uh, have I, don't, you, I haven't seen the show, have though. Have you read Cash by Johnny Cash? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. dude, that Zoe Kravitz piece of crap. That was in my intro. I was like, not to be confused with the uh, Zoe Kravitz train wreck TV series. I haven't seen that. I watched the first two, three episodes, and it's it's not the same. It's not the same. I guess I'll just say that. It wasn't It wasn't to my taste. They shit canned it, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense to me now. Yeah. No. But anyway, we've got uh, we've got some other things like that though too. We're gonna we're gonna have some top ten lists. We're gonna have uh, some definitely some Billboard charts in this one. We're gonna have some crime, and so uh, if you're ready, like we do, we're gonna play Ben's favorite game. Guess the guest. Okay, are you ready for this one? I think so. I'm gonna give you a list of clues. All right, and uh, you're gonna try and guess who it is. And uh, if you win, we're going to play some happy music. And oh, if cool. you lose, we're going to boo you. No pressure. Okay. Okay. Um, 
named one of the top 100 heavy metal vocalists by Hit Parader. Glenn Danzig. No, but you're thinking the right genre. Uh, he's actually number 96. I don't. I think Glenn Danzig was higher than that. Mother. Exactly. You know, they almost had him play Wolverine. That was a dream casting. Dude, how would you not? He's just a little ball of muscle. Looks yeah. just like classic Wolverine from the old comics, you know, yeah. before the Hugh Jackman. The Praise Marvel. Showman. Praise Marvel. Um, these are timed, by the way. You only have a minute 10 left. Oh, God, go. <laughs> uh, Scooby Bebop. David Lee Roth. Uh, no, <laughs> but that was I. That was misleading on my part. Uh, I should have I thought of that. Um, she fucking hates him. Puddle of mud. Oh my god, he did it! Woo woo! With two D's. Yes. You nailed it. And the last clue was the only constant member of the rock band Puddle of Mud. It's Wesley Reed Scantlin. He always had a backwards hat, right? More clapping just for them. Uh, I've only seen him with the long golden hair. You're thinking of Fred Durst. Sidebar. (laughs) Nicely played. I worked with a guy that, a huge Van Halen fan, back when it was Diamond Dave. Oh, yeah. uh, Went to a Van Halen show, sat through the first couple opening bands, whatever it was, sold out. And Dave Lee Roth came out, did one like air kick, that thing he always did. <laughs> that was impressive, actually. Yeah, it was super I, impressive. I laughed, but that was impressive. About 45 seconds into the first song, passed out drunk, had to cancel the show. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even revive him. Well, I don't want to say foreshadowing, but uh, there's some foreshadowing right there in that statement. We're going to get to... Some show cancellations and some high kicks and everything in this episode of Crime and Music with Wesley Reed Scanlon. Is he considered new metal, like NU? Like I believe that's, but yeah, I think that's in that, there. All right. Yep. Born June 9, 1972, to parents Bill and Pat uh, in St. Joseph, Missouri, USA. Yes. Southern fella. Uh, his mom, Pat, sang in local rock bands and played the Piana. And his dad, Bill, was an artist and an architect who later worked in real estate. His mom was a rock and roller. Apparently. That's what it says. The couple also had a daughter, Blake, and another son, Scott. His mom taught them how to sing early on. Uh, he learned how to play guitar by watching other guitarists and jamming with friends. There you go. So, uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The Scoobity Bebop, because I referred to him as Scatman. Because it's just like, you know. I always think of, uh, that's the song. Like, I'm, the, I'm the Scatman Bebop. Right, that one? That oh, that's that? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was the Scatman. But then they also did, I remember the Good Humor commercial. I'm the good humor man. Repurposed. Yeah, they put good humor in it. What is it, Coldplay? You, just, you release the same song six times. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> so uh, Scatman here, Scooby Bebop. Uh, he joined his first band, Good Question, when he was a junior in high school. What's the name of your band? That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a high school band. That's name. certainly a junior, possibly a sophomore in high school answer for a name. <laughs> so what's the name of your band? Good Question. What was the name, the most like ultimate high school band name was, uh, we talked about it last time I was here, but Freaks and Geeks. Oh. What was the band's name at Freaks and Geeks? Uh, Random Incision. No. <laughs> Self-plug. Sorry. I was never in that band. No. Um, what was it? Jeez, uh, man. I'm going to Google it while you do that. You do that. Go ahead. Good question. No, I went to college with a guy. Uh, him and his buddies had a punk band, and it was called That Guy. They were like, what's your name of your band? That Guy. Like, oh, is that? you? Yeah, we're that guy. It's like naming your band Free Beer. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you, you play it. You push some shows up, October, whatever it is, Free Beer. They're going to show. Did I give you the Wi-Fi? You look like you're struggling. You know, it's not that important. It's not adding anything. So, well, good question. Uh, they played all the high school parties at Park Hill High School in Kansas City, Missouri. So Covers or were they original? Uh, you know what? It did not say. I believe it's probably a mix of both. Yeah. Uh, being in a high school band, that's what, that's what you do. 
So uh, here's the original song. All right, which means uh, go to the bathroom, grab a beer, and then come back, and then you might hear something you know. Our drummer wrote this song. <laughs> I need a ride home. Next. Yeah. Can't fit my drums in your. Hey, what uh, has uh, speaking of drummers? Uh, oh, what has seven arms and sucks? Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Yeah. Nice. How can you tell when a drummer is at your door? The oh. knock gets slower. Ah, <laughs> oh, wah wah wah. So uh, he's playing all the high school party, uh, parties, but he's like, you know what? It's hard keeping a band together in Kansas City. Here's a quote from him about that. He says, quote, it wasn't really a big scene. Where I come from, it's not like everybody in the band is willing to leave everything and their life and move away and try to make a dream come true. It's, it's hard to get out three or four guys and believe that, hey, you know, I believe in this and let's give up my entire life, my education to go tra- chase a dream that I'd say isn't going to happen. When he's in high school? Yeah, that's what he was saying. So yeah, he's right. I mean. <laughs> I mean, really, like, you know, your drummer might be grounded. Yeah. <laughs> I you can't know? go tonight. Yeah. 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 Kenny got grounded. Bass player has a big homework assignment tomorrow. So, 1993, uh, Ensign Wesley Crusher here, uh, he starts the first version of Puddle of Mud. With two Ds? Uh, yes. Huh? With two Ds. They and had a vision. They had a vision. Actually, <laughs> there is a vision. Oh, my God. It's funny. <laughs> Foreshadowing. We'll get there. So, uh, he starts Puddle of Mud with uh, Kenny Burkett. Guitarist Jimmy Allen and bassist Sean Somanon. So, so, Somanon. I can't get over the two D thing. A puddle of mud. Did. Yeah, it's yeah. It, they're they're a metal band. It's gonna take some work, but I'm gonna do this through the whole entire podcast. Did, did. How hardcore can you be? Puddle of mud. Duh. Duh. <laughs> they recorded two demos: uh, the Stuck EP and uh, then an abrasive, uh, abrasive as an LP. So they had uh, an extended play and a long play. I don't quite know the difference. Maybe EPs like more, and LPs. More tracks on one than the other? Length. Okay. Uh, the band name was inspired, uh, we just alluded to that, was inspired by practicing next to the Missouri River, River Levee, uh, which always flooded the band's practice space, but never ruined their instruments because they're on the second floor. They were big ballers. And so in order to get to the practice space, though, the band had to, quote, walk through a pile of shit, end quote. And then they came up with Puddle of Mud. It seems to me the word levee would have been a cooler band name than Puddle of Mud. Puddle, puddle of Levy? No, just Levy. Oh, just Levy. Just Levy. Well, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, 1994, the group's first release, Stuck, was an EP released on VNR Records. It was produced by the band and EJ Rose and was recorded at Red House Studios in Lawrence, Kansas. So they went from Missouri to Kansas, recorded, it spawned two radio signals, You Don't Know, and Drift and Die. So it must have been pretty young, though, still. I would say 94. So when, when was he born? What did I say? I don't know. Well, that's, that's your job. You got to pay attention to this <laughs> stuff. Uh, he was born in uh, 72, so 94, he was 21. Right. There you go. 21, and 1997, uh, he's going to be 24. And the group releases their debut album, Abrasive, on Hard, Hard Knocks Records. It has 11 tracks, all written by the band. 1999, the band is a regional success, but couldn't get past like the infighting. And the guitarist, this guy, Alan, he quits. Al's out. And the band sputters and implodes. Differences of opinion and others um, leaves freaking Wesley Crusher as the only member uh, who's originally in the band who's still in the band. So it's all egos. Sounds like it was. Tale as old as time. Dude. Infamous story is that uh, Wesley slipped a demo into a security guard's pocket during a Limp Bizkit show, and it found its way to Fred Durst. You have heard of Fred Durst? Yeah, he's... uh... Yeah. Explain to the people who Fred Durst is, please. Fred Durst is the lead singer of Limp Biscuit. Didn't they spell Biscuit with rolling, a Z? Rolling, 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 yeah, and their what? thing, and their thing is right. They took like 
the, they took the corn sensibility and they <laughs> and sure. they fused it with hip hop, right? Yes. Polly Shore was in a video <laughs> with Method Man. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I'm not gonna lie. Like I did buy that three dollar bill, y'all album with yeah. the, the the faith remake no yeah yeah come on it's man. a dark it's a dark side we know. all have Secret that album that we bought you're like why did i buy this guilty pleasure what is it music wise uh kid and play is it really <laughs> it was back in was the it day really? i'll tell you that yeah back in the day it for now. sure was what song comes now, on now oh, dude nowadays i uh dual lipa who she's a pop girl oh. um i don't know it i i refer to her music as songs you can roller skate to you know oh. you're like boo <laughs> Let's go crazy. I don't need to know. I thought you were going to say like Menudo or something. Like, no, 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 no. Not no? a Ricky Martin fan. No. I was never never my jam. But no, I do listen to a ton of pop music though, man. I am I am popped out cause, just because it makes you feel good. I don't have to think about it. I, mean, I hate yeah. to be one of those drones, but I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, I'm bobbing my head. Yeah. Like, this is great. So yeah. Anyway, Fred Durst, singer of uh, Limb Bizkit. Um, he was actually, he worked as a music record executive himself and he kind of signed his own band. And so that's how they're famous. But anyway, I did like, I thought it was pretty cool about Limp Bizkit and you know, the other songs, whatever. But I thought, was it Wes Borland, the guitar player, the guy that would wear like black contacts Yes, and would wear like, he was like an art student or whatever. Very artsy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He put a, what was his album? Duke Lion. He put a solo album out. It was very much, oddly enough, it was like They Might Be Giants. Oh. And it was just this really just eclectic, really like Violent Femmes type stuff. You would not expect yeah. him to be. And actually, he actually, was it they, when he left, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer filled in and almost became the guitar player for Limp Bizkit. Wow. Yeah. That would have been terrible. Oh, my God. Horrible. Weezer. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Got to pay fun. the bills. That's correct. You were with me when we met Weezer. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good time. That's the first band that I, i've ever actually met that was like mainstream they had trouble playing sega golf on the back of the tour bus yeah we yeah. were of not much help no not at all but they, that was fun but yeah. if it was altered beast i would have helped them <laughs> i could have helped yeah right i could have totally helped you with like uh, river raid Metroid i got this or something or up down up down left right left right a b b a <laughs> it's a free guy Wait. okay uh so here's the thing they sends out this fred durst guy who's a music guy in his own right and he sends out an a and r man which is a uh, Arts, arts and records or something like that. It's the guys who basically scout new bands. Yeah. Sends this guy, Danny Weimer, to Kansas City to check out Puddle of Mud. And so there's only one problem, though. There wasn't really a Puddle of Mud at the time. Basically, it's just mud. Uh, Wesley by himself and all the other guys left, right? Like the band, right? So it's just dirt and water. It's just mud. That's just mud. So uh, the problem here is I got a guy coming. He wants to sign my band. My band left. Now what do I do? So it's the equivalent of high school football player, the scout comes, wants to watch you play, see if you're good enough, right? Same yep, thing, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's like showing up and then you're the only guy there. Yeah, but yeah, like, there's no team. The team's right? gone, game's canceled. <laughs> so uh, Wesley here, he recruits two musicians for the showcase and they wilt under the pressure of the label execs and the audition was not well received. Wimmer's not impressed, but he sees something in... Wesley Crusher there, Ensign Wesley. He's like, you know what? There's potential in this kid. Yeah. Like, I get it. So they ink a contract, they fly him out to LA to assemble a band and begin work on an album, right? And they're like, all right, you need a band. We'll get you a band. We got this. Studio musicians or you like put open so, auditions? Well, and they're all Fred Durst musicians. We'll oh get my there. God, the uh, testosterone <laughs> in that room. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> what? <laughs> but instead of the project goes dormant, though, right? Uh, 
Wesley squatted for months in this label-provided apartment. He lived off a hundred bucks weekly allowance provided by his mom. She'd send a hundred bucks a week, <laughs> and so uh, everybody's like, "Dude, all right, you're clearly not getting this done." So Fred Durst gets a bunch of his uh, musicians together, and they assemble a new puddle of mud. In August 28, 2001, Puddle of Mud releases its first major label debut album, Come Clean. Not ringing a bell? No. Lead single from Come but- Clean, Control, was well-received. It was the theme song for the WWE Survivor Series 2001, which was critically acclaimed. The album was critically acclaimed, or the wrestle? I believe the Survivor Series. Oh. <laughs> Second single off the album, Blurry, uh, turned out to be Puddle of Mud's most successful single. Uh, it reached number five on the Billboard Hot 100, reached number eight on UK Singles Chart, earned a 2002 ASCAP Award for Most Played Song of the Year. That's the uh, American Songwriters, Composers, and something. What song? Blurry. Sing it. Uh, I cannot, but if I heard it, I would. Yeah, I don't have music license rights as that. She fucking hates me. Oh, she fucking hates me. It's that la, song. La, la, la. That's that song. That's it. The puddle of mud. Yeah. That's the one. That's what. As soon as I heard about this guy, I was like, "Wait, the puddle of mud guy? She fucking hates me, song guy?" That's a that's a guilty pleasure for me. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'll play it. My 90s wife. aggressive rock. No, not at all. Like, ugly kid Joe. No, I'll you. put that. Hey, ugly kid Joe. They cast on the cradle. That was a good cover. But Why? I like to think about the weather. Well, I know oh, you know no. everybody. Well, I know you know everybody knows. <laughs> where you come, where you, where just you go. go. Exactly. That's your guilty pleasure. <laughs> I do appreciate those 90s sort of things. I am Firestata, <laughs> Twisted Firestata. Oh, that guy died. Oh, no. Yeah. Keith, Why? Keith Flint was his name. Oh, yeah, that guy was nuts. Well, like, he did not. Flint is flammable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A camping Keith... joke. <laughs> yeah, Keith Flint passed away. It was like two years ago. There's a For really good. In particular? Um, just partying too hard, dude. Uh, yeah. Party hard, party hard. Hey, you know we're Andrew in Andrew WK, WK yeah. territory. Living that prodigy lifestyle. But if you, there was. Uh, oh, I broke the tab on my beer. Oh, damn it, damn it. All right, keep going. I'm gonna work on this. But if you look, there's a really. Good, it's on YouTube. When oh, got uh, it, got it. Yeah. But there's a YouTube video, and I just saw it like two weeks ago, and it was there. It was live at. I think it was like at Reading or something like that. But it was. Um, they did a version of their version of Breathe. Okay. Yeah. But um, it's it's the most insane like concert like crowd reaction I've ever seen. Like it looked dangerous. Really? Oh yeah. But it was amazing at the same time. Wow. That was like the, I think one of the the most intense mosh pits we I've ever seen was. Remember you were there, Beastie Boys sabotage. Oh my god. Remember that? Yeah. They had a circular stage in the middle of the arena, so it was like 360, and it spun. But they could go down like in the center of it, right? And mm-hmm. so we're all sitting in the upper de- <laughs> upper decks because that's how we roll. Oh yeah. And uh, do Nose you remember? Please. Do you remember as soon as those lights went down, everybody just flooded the floor like they were hopping over rows and rows of seats. Yeah. And you remember the security guard? You can't do anything. This old lady reaches out and grabs this kid by the shoulder, and he spins with a cocked fist. <laughs> boom! Right in her face. She goes down. He disappears into the sea of people. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's where we're at. She okay. Got, laid her out. She got cold cocked, dude. Dude. And then they were just like, whatever. You're just like, oh, my God. Then they followed up with like. Then they followed up with like a jazz instrumental. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> so diverse those guys, man. They were like, th- those are the guys who were like, these are real records up here, everybody. You know, like, yeah. like who threw their keys? How are you gonna get home? <laughs> right. It's like I got, I'm putting them in the shoe because yeah. somebody threw a shoe up there. Like Ad Rock is just like collecting shit. <laughs> like, who throws their keys? 
Yeah, that was uh, Dave Grohl. They were talking about the weirdest things that get thrown on stage. And he's like, I get keys all the time. It's like, you realize (laughs) you need to go home. Yeah, right? right? (laughs) You don't live in this amphitheater. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes, that goes into our back history. Uh, Much like Ben and I living together, you and I have lived together in in a handful of occasions. And yeah, we had a good concert run series for a while there. Saw many a good show. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. So, well, uh, somebody else liked a good show here. I don't, oh, we're on card 16 already. So wow. uh, March 20th, this is not a good show. This is a bad thing. Uh, March uh, 2002, Ensign Wesley Crusher and his then fiance actress Michelle Rubin are both arrested for allegations of domestic violence. Witnesses reported seeing the couple fighting on the, on the side of the California Highway 126. They pulled over to get in this fight? Yes. Like they're, well, that's w- responsible, right? Yeah. Uh, they're on their way to a video shoot, and several witnesses reported seeing Wesley forcing her into the Jeep Cherokee driven by an unknown third person. So the person driving, like, you guys got to get out of here. <laughs> I can't deal yeah, with it. It sounds like they got kicked out of an Uber. <laughs> yeah. I don't want this drama. Get out. I'll re- Whatever. If you guys don't star. stop, I'm pulling this car over. <laughs> it's like you're driving with your parents. Yeah. On a trip. Uh, Wesley and Ruben uh, released after posting $20,000 bail each. Neither were charged. So there you go. Drift and Die. That song co-written by Jimmy Allen was also released as a single. It spent six weeks at number one on the mainstream rock charts. Where was uh, it? Where was it on TRL? I, uh, dude, every time. On you. The fourth single, She Hates Me. Hey, she hey. fucking hates me. Co-written by Jimmy Allen was released in late 2002, and it reached number one spot in the mainstream rock charts. So as well as number 13 on Billboard Hot 100, Allen and Wesley win another ASCAP award for the most played rock song of that year also. So they're killing it. Yeah. 2001, although that one guy, Allen's not in the band anymore. So retroactively killing it. Hope you got uh, licensing rights and shit. They did Alan Dirty. They probably did, honestly. Who's that fifth Beatle? What's his name? Uh, Stu Scutliff. That's not the name of the guy. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it was. Okay. 2001, they start European and American tour as the opening acts for Godsmack, the Deftones. Then they're also part of the Family Values tour, which I feel like I don't th- we didn't go to the Family Values tour because that was Linkin Park, Stone Temple Pilot, and Stained. These are all Durst projects. We did see Stone Temple Pilots in concert, though. I believe we did, yes. Um, that guy's dead now, yeah. right? That's crazy. Like, all those bands. Kurt Cobain. Yep. Uh, Allison Chains guy. Yes. Um, the other guy you just named. The Stone Temple Pilots. You know Eddie Vedder's just shaking in his shoes right now. Like, you know. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> like, it's like, it's his time, man. It's coming up. Uh, it all depends on what they know and who they know. Because uh, who's that? The guy from Blink-182, isn't he doing, like, uh, spaceships and alien shit, uh, like, the time yeah. ships and stuff? It's, it's not Mark Hoppus. Tom, it's, the, it's the other. Tom, Tom, Tom Delano. Tom or DeLong. DeLong, yeah. yeah. Like, he's all in on that. Apparently, he's got some good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The government talks to him yeah. and shit. Yeah. So, speaking of good ideas, January 31st, 2003, that album is certified triple platinum by the U.S. Uh, Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA, and as... Late as 2006, total sales worldwide were in excess of 5 million copies. Wow. That's pretty good, man. For and that was... Puddle yeah. of mud. Da-da. And that was back in the day, which not that long ago, but artists were making money. Like, they would, right? Oh, yeah. This like, was... From their album sales. Right. Now, it's all about merchandise, and it's like they make their money from concerts. Tweets, social yeah. media posts. Yep. yep. Puddle of muds. that does follow up uh, Life on Display. It spawns three signals. Singles. Signals. Well, there's a signal. It's a wave. It's music, man. It's a wave. Uh, away from me, heel overhead. Good idea. And you Sorry, spin Michelle. me around. 
No, that was Dead or Alive. You spin you me right round. spin me right round, baby, right round. Like a record, baby. Round, 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 round. See, I like that. Uh, the album was not well received, although shortly after its release, the record was certified gold and to date has sold over 706,000 copies. So I guess it was a slow burn. Yeah, more than I've ever sold. Yeah, that's true. 2004, Away From Me is featured in the television show The O.C. Oh, with, oh yeah. Who, who, no, say the words. Who is that guy? Oh, uh, I, I always want to say Zach Braff, but it's not. It's, um, oh, what the hell is that guy's name? What is the OC? You got to be like a Corey or something like that or a Randy or something. What's the name? You know, the who's like Misha Barton, the girl that was in that? Yes. Do you know she was in The Sixth Sense? No. She was the girl that threw up. Oh. Well, that, the mom, was, she had videotape. She was a ghost and she showed oh, him the videotape yeah, of her. Yeah, play- yeah, yeah. No, I've never seen it. Yeah. It seems to me I would have watched the video before <laughs> I get, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Instead of just letting me die. That's funny. Um, okay, well, uh, if you know who's in the OC, send it to us on social media. 2004, the song Nothing Left to Lose is the official theme song of WWE's Royal Rumble. There's a strong wrestling connection with these guys. Uh, they really there like is. it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Vince McMahon, big puddle of mud to the fan. Oh, that guy's intense. How much coke is he on? <laughs> <laughs> ah, let's get to this meeting. <laughs> Jeez. Like, oh, God. Whatever you want, Vince. Yeah, right. That's, I wonder how many people he's strong armed. Oh, my like, God. Just see that guy negotiating across the table. Like, oh, yeah, I, whatever. Just taking bumps right away. <laughs> February 22nd, 2004, at a show in Toledo. Talking about taking bumps. Holy Toledo. Wesley admits to the audience, he's out on stage, he's like, um, guys, I've had a little bit too much to drink, and I'm drunk. I want to go home. So he sang four songs, and he home. went home. Frustrated, his bandmates also walked off stage like, man. There was a chance. Okay, there was an opportunity there. (laughs) Oh, to do it without him? No. Every rock and roll fan or anybody's (gasps) ever been in a band is like, our drummer's not here. Can you come and play drums here? my dream, dude. Yeah, that was an opportunity. I'm ready. Yeah. like, anybody know our songs? Like, you, come on up. Yep. Yep. And there you go. You've seen that happen, right? That happened at a Kiss show a long time ago. And then my favorite is Dave Grohl with Kiss Guy. Have you seen Kiss Guy and Uh -uh. Dave Grohl? Oh, my God. You got to see Dave Grohl. And kiss guy. That's Dave awesome. Dave Grohl pulls this dude out of the audience, and he's like this little short Wolverine Danzig looking dude. Yeah. And he's got full Gene Simmons kiss makeup on. No way. And he's like, What's your name, guy? He's like, I don't even fucking care what your name is. I'm calling you Kiss Guy. And they give him a guitar, and this kid just like, near, near, near. You know, just they just start rolling into it, and then Dave Grohl's just like laughing. He's like, I can't even remember the words. This guy's oh, go, kiss guy. And he just runs across the whole stage. That's dude. awesome. Dave Grohl and Kiss Guy. Look it up, everybody. It's great. Green Day's big on that, too. Like, they started a couple years ago. When, like, they would, uh, you know, they play a show, and they're like, hey, anybody want to play She? So, like, they call, like, somebody up and give me a guitar. Nice. And just every show. And there's, ba- there's I can't remember the band's name, but, like, they actually. I would love that. The chances are, like, just astronomical, but they both have that same story. Like, their band started because they're like, hey, I played with Green Day. That one. Like, yeah, it's. Oh, wow. It, it's, and they, they, they give me a guitar, and they're like, hey, good job. Like, let them. It's, Dude. It's actually really quite awesome is now, a, see this this is the i'll just open up i get down a youtube wormhole of people getting pulled out of the audience and like surprising the singers i, I love watching thing. those videos you want beyonce like yes i have yeah <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i was gonna reference jason mraz though like or uh what's his name buble have you seen that michael one michael buble i saw that michael buble this lady's harassing him he's like my son needs to come sing and he's like oh, it's his birthday okay and he like gets him up there and the He's like, birds flying high. And Bublé's like, oh, shit, you can sing. Come on. And he brings him out in front of the whole band in front of like 75,000 people. He's like, hit it, buddy. And 
Yeah, man, that's like the dream of every musician. You're like, I'm, I'm so ready for this concert. Something goes yeah. wrong. Yeah, like, just ready to roll. Oh, dude, you're, people out there kneecapping people in the back, I'm sure. You got your drumsticks in your back pocket. Exactly. Oh, no, I just carry these around, man. You know, like, yeah. you know, just to indicate that I play. Clearly, music. you know I play drums. <laughs> Why else would I have these sticks in my back pocket? Indicate. <laughs> indicate. Look it up, guys. Indicate. Uh, okay. So, yeah, he gets too drunk. He only plays four songs. The bandmates walk off stage. September 24th, 2007. Don't you want that, though, in a show almost? Anybody <laughs> can go. Like, no, really. Anybody can go to a puddle of mud. Is it, is it concert goer? Anybody can go to a puddle of mud oh, concert. Oh, yeah, you can buy a ticket. You know, and everybody's like, hey, I saw a puddle of mud. That's it, right? That's it. But, you, you know, nobody's going to share that story. Like, you go to a puddle of mud concert and, what puddle of mud? Guy passed out drunk. But, or you know, like he wasn't yeah, there. Right. Like, yeah, right. Right on stage, and then they walked off. Yeah, you, it's at the time it sucks, but it's a good story. It will, yeah, that'll be a great story. Like five years. Yeah. What was that Uncle Cracker where he's like trying to play this acoustic guitar, <laughs> this slow, quiet song, and people always start talking. It's like, God damn it! If you guys don't stop talking, you paid for tickets. I don't. You know what? Fuck it. And, like, and he leaves, and I'm like, like dude. Do we have to be quiet for you to? Are you not familiar with this generation? You, everybody's doing something else while they're doing something else. Put your phone down. <laughs> Seen those people who take your phone at the show and put it in a bag, and then like like you, it has to be checked in and stuff. Yeah, like okay, that. okay. <laughs> I have responsibilities. Okay, I can't just give you my phone. But why would you not want that though? It's you know it's gonna go on YouTube. Yeah, it's, right. It's, no, it's gonna per, yeah it, promote your yeah. thing, your yeah. brand. It's I, free I exposure. It's free exposure. Yeah. Well, talking about free exposure, <laughs> Wesley gets some free exposure. September 24, 2007, happy birthday, you know who you are, uh, was permanently banned from Elvis's home at Graceland. What? Yeah, he went swimming in an off-limits swimming pool. Uh, a quote from Wesley about it, he says, we're just being dumb little rock stars. So, I get, uh, I, I like the impression, like, don't, oh, you tell me I can't? Cannonball. <laughs> like, that's how I would do it. I'm not going to, like, ease in, put my toe in. How many times are you going to go to Graceland? <laughs> yeah. Once? I, like, like, oh, I got a lifetime ban. Yeah. Oh, no. Wait, you, I, did a, I did a cannonball in the King's Pool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's worth the story. Yeah. So, my claim to fame is I've never been to a White Castle. So Really? I mean, yeah. Oh, dude, stay away. I, that's what I'm saying. They call them sliders for a reason, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. You, you know, don't I, buy the food, you just rent it. I've never been to Arby's. Oh, there you go. Stay away. Yeah. The band is often asked about their relationship with Fred Durst because of him being around during their forming. So, uh, Lieutenant Wesley Crusher has a quote about it. He says, quote, he doesn't write our songs. He doesn't pursue our songs. He doesn't do anything for us. He doesn't do our videos anymore. He doesn't do anything for this band. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what the guy's like. All I know is he's like Mr. Hollywood guy, Mr. Celebrity. Like, I don't hang out with anybody except for Hollywood celebrities. Every single fucking interview I've ever fucking done, I get asked about the fucking guy. And for me to do interviews all the time and be asked about a certain individual, people think he writes music for me or something. He doesn't do that. I just don't get it. We have nothing in common. He doesn't even call us. He has his assistant call us to congratulate us on our record. Yeah, that's how pathetic he is. Bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> he will later retract those statements. How do you, though? <laughs> in a further interview. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, you no, took sorry. it all right. It's not like a text message. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you didn't read it right. <laughs> Clearly, you don't like the guy. There's no inflection. Like, you can't tell without like the punctuation. So what yeah. I was saying was, yeah, so that's how they feel about Fred Durst. He does seem kind of douchey, though. But who Durst? Yeah, of course. It really does. He's the L.A. music guy. He's now is he not going to be douchey? Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> I like your sound. <laughs> now, now this is what I heard about Fred Durst. I heard he was an A and R guy, so he goes out and scouts new bands to sign. And what I heard he did was he went out and scouted all these cool bands in L.A. 
And uh, he was like, oh, that's a really good hook. I like that. Write that down. And then he'd go check out another band. He's like, oh, I like that song. And he'd write that down. And then he went back and compiled like a greatest hits of the area and yeah. did his own band, which he then signed under his own record label to himself under whatever, whoever he was working for. So he kind of like so he, skirted the back door there, man, to kind of really? do it that way. That's what I heard, allegedly. But it must be true. Yeah, it gotta be, right? It's but, on the internet. Oh, yeah. It's gotta be true. So, much uh, other things on the internet. October 9th, 2007, the band releases their third major record, Famous. The single, Famous, is leaked through the band's MySpace page. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Uh, and on the radio, it's also leaked there before, in July, before the CD was released. It was a number one single. Before it was officially released? Well, yeah. It, oh, wow. There you go. Another track, Merry Go Round. We already did the right round joke. Uh, is released through iTunes before it's officially released, too. So basically what these guys are doing is like leaking their music to try and build buzz. Like, oh, it's the new Mud to song. We got to go listen to that. Kind of like Deadpool. Okay, is that what they did? Well, I, they I had wasn't hip on that. Yeah, they had uh, shot like this. The, the intro in the first Deadpool movie, right, when he like kind of goes through the car and he's. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was they actually filmed that as kind of like a pitch. Like, look, this is what this movie could be. This is what this could look oh, like. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and they were kind of dragging their heels Jeez. on it, and it, somehow it got leaked. I'm doing like that air quotes thing, but <laughs> they can't see you. Yeah, but come to find <laughs> out, they uh, like it, Ryan Reynolds had intentionally like leaked it, and the director like, yeah, let's just let it leak. And then oh, it got so much, you know, like, on. yeah, it got so much you know, positive reaction that, you know, you look at the numbers of views and everything like, yeah, why, why do we not make this movie? How do you feel about uh, Deadpool becoming the new Stanley where he's going to be like in featured and not featured, but seen in every Marvel movie in phase like four, five, six, seven, ten. Yeah, I, I don't like I like those movies. I do. I do. I, I do. find entertainment. Yeah. In them. Yeah. I don't like the big comic book fan. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Deadpool's to me, it's going to Stanley. But. And I love Stanley, like I do, like I like, great. But my problem with like the cameos, and I get it from his perspective, like, oh wow, he's actually seeing these characters come to life, and it must be such, you know. The thing is, you watch these movies, and then it, uh, it takes you out of it, like, oh, there's Stanley. You, it takes you oh, out. But of that Stanley's sequence. a watcher. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I love. It. I'm not, but, but if I see Deadpool in Untanu or whatever sentence. Yeah, but if I see to watch Sector eight thirty four or whatever it is. Yeah, if I see Deadpool, I'm like, that's gonna take me out of the moment. Like, oh, there's Deadpool. You know what I mean? Like, I just. Don't, does that make sense? I yeah, I get it, but I wonder. I think that's what they're trying to do, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they had another single after "Merry Go Round" because she does. Those uh, are some hardcore titles, by the way. Psycho. Merry Go Round. Merry Go Round. Well, the next one they said is Psycho. Ooh. So top both mainstream rock charts and modern rock charts uh, for nine weeks, dude. Wow, good for them. And so let's see here. I'm gonna do one more card, and I think we're gonna take a break. We have 2007. Their song "Famous." So they went merry-go-round, psycho-famous. Merry-go-round, psycho-famous. Oh. Is another WWE one-night stand official theme song. <laughs> it's also featured in the video game WWE SmackDown vs. Raw, as well a- as the UFC Undisputed video game. Yeah. Is it, they have like some contract with the WWE? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, one song I'll give you. Two songs, but it just seems like. It's like three or four now. Yeah, point. there's other bands out there. I suppose. December 8, 2007, Puddle of Mud, the volume four comes out. Songs uh, in the key of love and hate. It sells a hundred thousand copies. Songs in the key of life. That was Stevie Wonder, right? In January two thousand eight. He marries model Jessica Nicole Smith. Um, let's see here. And with that, we are going to take a break. And uh, as we've been doing, I'm going to play a song from my high school band. Oh. You were there. You is remember it, these things? Is this the remix? Uh, it can be. But I don't know where to go. 
NPR intro. Why do you guys always make fun of my and we're back intros? And what is with back, that? Delilah. <laughs> I don't want to come in all hard and aggressive and be like, we're back. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. Like, this is what you need to hear. Ah. Well, it's puddle of mud. That's true. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Been fucking hate me. <laughs> so, okay. Everybody hates me and that's fine. And so everybody hates him. Uh, 2010, they got a new song called Shook Up the World. It's released. I don't think that's their song. I don't think it is either. I this song it. was written to, uh, for Team USA to use in the 2010 Winter Olympics. All proceeds of the song went to Team USA. Although it was intended for release during the Olympics, they missed the deadline and the song was never used and the Olympics never got any money. They are heavy into sports. <laughs> music. Sorry, Michelle. Yeah, man, it's very sporty. sporty. They're video uh, people. They're very visual with the sports and the music and all that stuff. Weird. August 30th, 2011, the band releases a cover album titled Rediscovered. It's all like R-E dot dot ah. disc. Hashtag Overed. What they cover? Uh, they cover songs uh, by originals by Rolling Stones, Bad Company, Led Zeppelin, um, Akadaka, and others. Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones. You, did you not get Akadaka? Who's Akadaka? That's the Australian pronunciation of ACDC. Oh, okay. They call it Akadaka because I'm back in black. Is he? He had voice problems, didn't he? Which one? The, dr- two, the drummer. There were two singers for ACDC: Brian Johnson bon and Scott. Uh, Bon Scott. And they both. That's awkward that you found two people that had like gnarly, growly voices like that. Yeah, that's well, pretty I, impressive. Actually, I listened to them yesterday, and I was on my way home, and I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. So it was back in black. So they played that. Song. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they played that, and then the DJ came on, and he's like, he's like, all right, that was by request from. Like, who's making requests anymore? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, that's a lie. Like, yeah, you're not. Just pull up YouTube if you have to. The robot Doug FM's like, yeah, and that's a request by John. All the information we have accessible to our hands. Like, nobody's calling a DJ to hear back in black. Pull this right off my Twitter from <laughs> at underscore two five five five. Never mind. You're like, what? Yeah. No, you just played it because you wanted to hear yeah, it. It's fine. By request. <laughs> by my request. From Joe Smith. By me. <laughs> I like this song. You will now listen to what I have to say. November 29th, 2011. Uh, Wesley files for divorce from his model wife. That's a loss. What was it? Irreconcilable differences? I believe that's what they listed on the divorce certificate. Okay. December 11, 2011. Uh, Wesley is pursued by the IRS for non-payment of back taxes in the area of $60,000. Damn. Pay your bills. Pay your taxes. Hey, who's this accountant? Willie Nelson? It, it comes up a lot, right, on this show <laughs> like, that people could avoid jail time and warrants if they just had somebody to schedule their time, drive them around, and make sure they pay taxes. Who else was... Uh, show up for court. Four things you got to do, dude. That's an assistant's job. Wesley Snipes. He did time for not doing his taxes. That's another Wesley. Yeah. It must be in the name. 2012, Wesley is accused of lip syncing during live performances on numerous occasions. Well, it's hard to dance and sing, so... I think Millie Vanilli proved that. <laughs> April 4th, 2012, Wesley is pulled over by police in Culver City, California for a minor traffic violation. After showing signs of intoxication, the officer searched his car, found cocaine. He's charged with driving without a license, being under the influence of a controlled substance. Uh, he agrees to attend rehab, and that way he doesn't have to get like a five-year jail sentence. So he's like, I'll take the rehab deal. Let's do that. So he's not good at drugs. Uh, he's not good at drugs and driving, I guess. September 4th, he's arrested again. 
for drunken disorderly conduct on a cross-country flight from Boston to Los Angeles, the plane actually had to make an emergency landing in Texas <laughs> because this dude uh, was drunk and he was like getting into fights with the flight attendants. So somebody in airport security is like, look, man, I'll tell you what's going on. The dude got all pissy because they stopped serving him alcohol on the plane. Yeah. So he started screaming at people and like he wouldn't sit down. So we had to land in Texas of all places. Does that ever work? They're from Boston. We had to land in Texas. <laughs> Pack a cash. Does that ever work? Just throwing a fit? Like, yeah, you're right. Here's some more alcohol. <laughs> yeah, clearly, yeah, you made your point. Oh, I see. But who was the guy? It was maybe 10 years ago. He was a flight attendant. You know what I'm talking about? Not it, yet. They hadn't even left the tarmac. And uh, he was a flight attendant, had some people on there. They were very rude at, uh, towards him. And he just, that, he broke. That was his, that, that, that was his breaking point. <laughs> So, told the customer off, oh, God. went to the mini fridge, grabbed a beer, like, told her, like, fuck you, pulled the emergency chute, hopped Whoa. in it, slid down it with his beer, got in his car, went home. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. That's a way to walk off the job, my man. If yep. you're going to do it, you know. Go big. Go big. Seriously, go big and then go home. That's, that's, make him remember you. And that's what he did. Burn a bridge. Burn a bridge. Burn a bridge or two. <laughs> that's not, you know, today's climate, who's going to know? I mean, uh, it's not like it's on, you know, the internet or anything. I think that's where I saw it. May 7th, I also saw this 2013. He's arrested again for outstanding warrants because um, he had that first thing with the law in 2013 earlier about the uh, driving with a suspended license and his cocaine arrest. He gets out on bail of $11,176. That was 2013. He did, right? Two years, you know, that's that's a good run. He probably thought he was, yeah, I got away with it. Right. <laughs> May 2013, again, he's arrested on domestic violence charges. He allegedly dragged his ex-wife and pulled her by her arm or her shirt. We don't know. He was described as very mouthy when the officers arrived at the scene to arrest him. So, excuse maybe, me, sir, you're going to need maybe, to come with us. Hey! Maybe not you know, dwell on the fact that he's kind of popping off at the mouth, the fact that he just <laughs> beat up a woman. Like, you know, like, Focus on the important parts yeah, of on. the story. He's very mouthy, this guy. Yeah. Got got some lip on him right here. Some backsass. <laughs> Don't you backsass me. Get in the car. Watch your head, sir. I'm driving. Uh, let's see here. July 2013. 2013's a big year for him. He gets arrested again on charges of felony vandalism. This is where he uses a chainsaw to destroy property on his neighbor's patio. So uh, he's got a quote about it. He says, quote, my neighbor vandalized my house, so I had to take action. <laughs> As he left the police station, that's what he was. That's the most covert say. way of vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> he used a chainsaw to uh, get this lady. She's known as Gun Girl. She's actually a uh, punk singer. I forgot her name. Gradiva. So uh, he used a chainsaw to and a sledgehammer to take down sort of like this cinder block retaining wall between their properties he just has this material hanging around so, well you know i guess california man they're they're an outdoorsy state so they have the tools for outdoor work and so right, fair enough he sees this cinder block wall between their properties and he just you know you gets know what? upset because he's like this is on my side of the property line you put up a wall on my property and so i'm gonna take it down and so she thinks he's just jealous of the view from her patio because it sits right in line with his roof and so you know it, there's one time he actually put a tent on his roof just to block her view because <laughs> he's that type of guy. And since then, he put up this giant flag. And so you have a quote from the neighbor, Gun Girl is what her name is. You have a quote from her. It says, quote, he gets really creative with his ideas to annoy me. He put a huge flag on the border of my wall. And on one side, it had the name of his band. And on the other side, it was this huge American flag. So 
whoever would look at it from the street would just see an American flag, like, from my windows. And i just see a big flag with puddle of mud written on it. <laughs> that's, your, <laughs> that's your go-to. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's great. That's time and thought. Yeah. Like, it's like wrote, having people sew flags for him and stuff. He's invested in this. Like, it, that, That's some petty, dude. At <laughs> some point, you would have cooled down. That's petty, man. That's, yeah. that's super bad. <laughs> you appreciate the commitment. Oh, yeah? <laughs> In two to four weeks, you'll be sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Depending on my seamstress's schedule, <laughs> you're going to regret this. January 4th, 2014, something I'm sure he regrets. He is sued by American Express for non-payment of his credit card debt. Really? Pay your bills, dude. You're making money. <laughs> I mean, like, right, you, got, you got all these number ones and number tens and whatever. Not even, not even that. Those flags can't be cheap. No, right? <laughs> like, all this stuff that you're doing. It's just pay the minimum. That's true. That'll keep you afloat. 2014, um, yeah, Puddle of Mud touring featuring uh, Wesley with an entire differently band, uh, like bandmates backing over. Like, it's a whole different lineup. So, I don't know if you know this, but there have been 15 different members of Puddle of Mud since 1991. So, there's been more members of Puddle of Mud than Menudo. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that was a big band. Yeah. There was like six or seven dudes in that band. Yeah. So, uh, April 16, 2014, Wesley is on. He's on stage and he starts freaking out during a show and he's at uh, this place, Trees in Dallas. And he throws a microphone into the audience and he chucks a beer into the audience and he's like threatening people and attempting to attack the members of the audience. And so uh, why would you do this, of course? It's because the audience was claiming that you're lip syncing. Like, I see your lips moving. You're lip syncing. Was, so was, was like, what? Enough! And he just started throwing shit at him and like, tell me. Ah. Was it like, they get to the part of she hates me, like, she fucking it. But the whole time he's drinking his beer, like, while the <laughs> vocals are going. <laughs> like, 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 you should be drowning right now, like, sir. How are you doing this? Like, yeah. That's impressive. This guy's talented. He should be a ventriloquist. January 16th, uh, 2015. I don't know if he should be a ventriloquist. What are you not talking about? They have the dummies, the guy's drinking the water, and the dummy's still talking. That's a talent. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, he's more of a gymnast, though. January 16th, 2015. Wesley arrest, is arrested at the Denver International Airport. He takes a joyride on the baggage carousel. He's like, woo! <laughs> and so, unfortunately, he stayed on the bull too long. Like, he got his eight seconds and plus because he ended up riding it into the restricted area. He's like, I didn't plan to come here. I was just riding the baggage carousel. So, That's where they draw the line. Like, you can joyride, but don't go in that restricted don't area. Don't go in like, through the chute. Right. You can't go <laughs> through the... Too far, well, Wesley. Like, too far, Wesley. Too far. I love the, any, any movie where somebody comes shooting out of the baggage claim shoot. That's just classic gold. Comedy gold. It looks fun. Be like, what happened to you? Like, oh, uh, it got lost. <laughs> stickers all over him. <laughs> <laughs> April 15, 2015. Speaking of stickers, uh, he gets a sticker. He's arrested. He gets a sticker, says arrested. And he's charged for disorderly conduct at the Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport. Him and airports. Yeah. Right? So they're doing an inventory search of his carry-on bag, and they find $32,840 in cash. Was he fleeing? Inside of his socks. <laughs> but then you got to find shoes that go on top <laughs> on the side. No, the shoes were empty. It was just socks had all 32 grand in it. That's a big wad of sock. Man, you probably split it up. I had no idea. Like, I can put a lot of such big calves. <laughs> it's like, look at his socks. They're yeah, huge. Like, lay off leg day like, for a day or two. Yeah, buddy, take an elevator. <laughs> yeah. uh, 2015, the band starts recording a new album with Cameron Webb at Grandmaster Studios. The following year, they take part in the Make America Rock Again Super Tour. <laughs> Careful, guys. It's like Truckosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they've got other artists who have had success throughout the 2000s, including Trapped, Saving Abel, Alien Ant Farm, Crazy Town, uh, 12 Stone, Tantric, Drowning Pool, P.O.D., and Fuel. 
Drowny pool. Let the bodies to the floor. Let the bodies yeah, to okay. the floor. He's dead. Um, the guy, crazy, crazy Town? No, the uh, guy Bo- from... Was let that the Butterflies? Bodies to the, yeah, come on. Yeah, the guy. Shifty Shellshock, that's his name? He's dead, too. From from Crazy Town or Drowning Pool? Well, both guys are dead. Shifty Shellshock was in... Um, uh, uh, what's that? The, 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 come, my lady. Come, come. Dra- crazy Town. Yeah, Crazy Town. Yeah. Human Butterfly. Human Butterfly? You're my butterfly. What? Baby. He's like, sugar, baby. <laughs> Butterflies like sugar. You're correct. <laughs> June 20th, 2015, the band is booed off stage, much like all the rest of those bands I just named, at a show in Versailles, Ohio. Uh, again, Wesley is spotted lip syncing to songs, and so they're like, boo. Are the other guys playing while he's lip syncing? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, they actually, they're actually they not just play. Hit play. The guys are playing real instruments. Well, he's just singing. You well, know. If, he, if he's not going to sing, I'm not going to play. <laughs> like, Why does he get to do that? <laughs> Seems it's like a, an unfair work. Yeah. Phone it in. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Imagine if they had a conference without him. Like, oh, sh- uh, okay, Wesley's in the pisser. Hold on. Hey, he's not singing. You think we should be playing? <laughs> he's like eating a sandwich song still playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? It's the music you love, everybody. Why are you booing us? What is your problem? It sounds just like the radio. So, but in response to the social media backlash, the band, you know what they did? They're like, okay, fine. They take their ball and they go home by deleting their Facebook page. Ooh. Like, oh, you don't want us to lip sync? Then no more Facebook for you. He did us a favor. Right. Well, now see, it was smart because there's this Austin band out of Austin, Texas, because that's where Austin is. I'm going to say Austin again. They're called the Blackheart Saints, and uh, they cool. took the Facebook name of uh, their Facebook page. There you go. So they're like, what? Nobody's using Puddle of Mud to do it? We'll take that. And then they put on the page title, check out this other band instead. <laughs> and so that's they smart. Got a bunch of freaking people over their, their social media. Blank card. Hey, guys, did you hear Puddle of Mud just canceled their, their Facebook account? <laughs> Oh, no. no. You we should do. <laughs> Conversations that were never had. Yeah. Uh, now, it has uh, since returned to Puddle of Mud, and they do have their Facebook page again. But for a little while there, this band in Texas, Blackheart Saints, they had a clever business model. Are they tagging Blackheart Saints in the, the photos? You know what? I probably would. I would. Be like, you know, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. July 26th, uh, speaking of fuck you, fuck this guy. He's arrested again. This guy? Yeah, dude. He led, uh, he led sheriff's deputies on a high-speed chase in excess of 100 miles an hour through Renville County in Minnesota. Don't you know? How, fa- how long did he make it? Uh, not super long. He faces felony charges for fleeing police because they caught him in a motor vehicle um, and two gross misdemeanors of driving under the influence. So gross. And those charges are all dropped, though. Couldn't I, tell you why. I looked into it. Could not find out why the charges were dropped. But apparently, he can just drive triple digits through Minnesota. Don't you know? And he's fine. I like to imagine he's listening to Puddle of Mud as he's driving. <laughs> I fucking hate me. It makes so much sense. Everybody hates me. I don't know. Like this victimization feeling that he has <laughs> yeah. just about his music. Fucking hates me. August fifth, he's arrested. Oh, my God. When I point at you, you say again. 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 There you go. He is arrested for driving under the influence in Sturgis, South Dakota. He might have been at that motorcycle week, maybe. Is he ever sober? Uh, Not while he's driving. (laughs) He's like, they say you're supposed to do things when, like, the state of mind you learn them in. So I was drunk when I learned, so I figured I'm drunk when I'm doing it. January 10, 2016, Wesley tries to reenter the house that he lost via foreclosure last year, right? So it's like, hey, you lost this house. Somebody else bought it. Like, no, it's my house. And so um, he destroyed property once he got inside the house. It, it turns out he used a hatchet to smash a window to get into his own home. And uh, 
Or he just... trashed all the electronics and like he busted up a bunch of surveillance cameras and the alarm system because you know he's probably making noise. And yeah, so got hatchet. He's booked for vandalism, and then two other people who were with him got busted for trespassing, and then of course Wesley gets released after posting twenty thousand dollars bail. And you can clearly hear him in videos of his arrest. He's talking to LAPD officers. He's like, come on, man. This is my house, man. <laughs> you got 20K to pay your bail, but you can't pay your credit card bill. <laughs> or for your mortgage payment. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's that California fake money, dude. It's not real. Yeah, you're right. It's that music money. They just look like they're having a great time. It's not, it's not really a good time. Well, how young was he when he made it big? Uh, like 20s, 21, yeah. 20, oh, well, that's true. His yeah. brain's not even fully developed. Yeah, you, know, you, don't, you, you have no concept, really. So. No. We've covered that. Other people, like we well, we talked about Paris Hilton a while ago. She has no concept of the value of a dollar. Who is that kid that drove the truck? Was it down in Texas? He was like 17, 16 years old, whatever it was. Drove the truck and took out a bunch of people. Like, there's people in the what? back. Yeah, got in an accident, whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay, I thought but, you were going to talk about an affluenza defense. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. What? Yeah. You, you can't kill people with that defense. No, that was his defense, that he had been pampered and given everything his what? whole life, that he had no understanding of the consequences. You know when you kill people. That, that was that was their that was their claim. Wow. And he got off. What? Pro- yeah, probation. No. Yeah. Dude. I know. I'm sad now. Yeah, it sucks. Anyway. Well, also, Wesley is sad. February 16th, during a concert and. Northampton, Pennsylvania, uh, he berates the sound manager and he threatens to call the Kansas City Mafia on him before ending the show early and walking off. He's like, dude, you're making me sound like shit. It's like, you better fix this shit. I know people. I know people. I know where you live. Uh, He's like, you know what? Fuck it. And he just walked off. Kansas City. Really? Yeah, KCM, man. Kansas City Mafia. Oh, well. I have no idea what I'm talking about. You really sold it, though. Yeah, you just got to say things with yeah. authority, and then, you know, that's, that's a fact, yeah. then. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. Yeah. April 2nd, 2016, he is arrested. Again? Nice. Uh, this time at his Los Angeles home. He's uh, all over the place. He's got warrants and stuff. August 16th, 2016, he is caught drinking just before a uh, flight to Lu- Louisville. Lu- Louisville? I believe they pronounce it Louisville. Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville. He is removed from the flight and had to cancel performances in Louisville. So he likes to get really drunk before he gets on planes. Sounds like it. Or cars. Or cars. (laughs) Any form of travel or motion. Or around his girlfriend. Basically. Yeah. You know, so what would you call that? (laughs) There should be a name for something like that. Uh, August 23rd, 2016, Wesley's neighbors called the police on him after witnessing him rigging a bomb onto his vehicle. That's some next level shit right there. Well, what he's trying to do is he's attempting to deter thieves from uh, stealing his cars by fixing fake explosives. Now, the problem is they've got wires and attachments to motors and the gas tank and stuff. Like, like hot dogs instead so, of TNT. Well, it, it sold his neighbors enough to where the bomb squad had to be called in and the four surrounding buildings in the neighborhood had to be evacuated. They bring the robot that oh, comes oh, in. Yep. It comes yeah. in there. Please speak to me as if I were a human. Johnny Five, alive. <laughs> Johnny Five. Input. Why don't they bring back... Do you ever notice that Wally looks a lot like Johnny Five? Yeah, I did. I mean, there's like some lawsuit shit there, there, man. Yeah, but Wally never flipped off anybody. That's true. Johnny Five had attitude. Yeah, yeah they'd be two of those. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they did, right? Yeah. Short Circuit 2. Yeah, Steve Gutenberg was in it, right? That's correct. Yeah. They get him on a floating raft, I believe, in the cover shot. And Fisher Stevens. That's a lot. August 18th, 2017, Thetford Mines Festival. De la... I can't say that word. Sounds right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they have to cancel performance by the band. They were um, 
the festival headliners basically there's going to be puddle of mud today. and um wesley and none of the other bands showed up in quebec city at the airport and so they're like um okay volunteers are there to pick them up they're just like big puddle of mud over here <laughs> anybody no no reason was given for the band's absence i mean dude no call no show the, that's that's, yeah, that's you get, low brow. I do that, I get fired. You do right. that, I get fired. Right. At least brown bottle fluid or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel <clears throat> I feel sick. I can't. Uh... You, you can't lip sync for two hours? <laughs> Come on, man. It's okay, guys. We got somebody else who's going to lip sync for you, <laughs> and these guys are going to fake play an instrument. Put it's this fine. Hand on, Don't worry about it. Put this hand on backwards. <laughs> we call him the temp. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no call, no show, man. That's a bummer. September 9, 2017, uh, Wesley is arrested. Again. At Los Angeles International Airport after he tries to board a plane with a gun. Enough with this guy. He had a BB gun on him. Isn't there like, like a do not fly list at some point he should be on? Well, it? I think he might be there now. His bail is set at $850,000. Oh, wow. So now they ain't dicking around no more, even though he tried bringing a BB gun on a plane. You <laughs> moron. What are you going to stop with a BB gun? <laughs> I've got this. You gotta pump it up. He's yeah. like, I pumped it twelve times. <laughs> it's like a musket. Like, dude, I'm gonna give you such a welt. <laughs> June 2019, the New York Times Magazine listed Puddle of Mud among hundreds of artists whose material was reportedly destroyed during a 2018 Universal Lot Fire. Do you know about that? That sounds familiar. Yeah, Vaguely we talked familiar. about this in a previous uh, podcast here on, on, a, on a previous crime and music. Um, there was a Lot Fire back in 2008 at universal that had all like the master reels and like the master decks and the oh, master no. discs and the wax freaking cones of tens of thousands of artists, you know, like, like originals and shit yeah, like that. And yeah. so they're gone, burned in a fire. And those things go up like that. Yeah. That old celluloid stuff just whoosh. Yeah. And so, yeah, oh, man. puddle of muds masters were part of that and they lost that. So basically there is no history. Like whatever you hear now is like, because what happens when you compress stuff for digital, just like this podcast is compressed, you lose the highs and lows. Records keep those. Vinyl's a good thing. Reel to reel's a good yeah. thing, all that. And so it's gone now. So the best qualities of their music, our best quality copies of their music, are, are gone to the world. Nothing but MP3s. Afraid so. Uh, November 19th, the band's still making music, though. They perform an acoustic session on Sirius XTEM's Octane channel. Um, it Basically, like you didn't know about that, right? What's that? Well, I was just thinking when I hear octane, I think acoustic. <laughs> Those two words are they're synonymous. It's like the band extreme. Yeah, you're More not. than words, here's our ballad. Nuno Benicourt, you're not extreme. It's okay. Um, basically, just like that, nobody noticed it either until, two th- until April 2020 when an Instagram music meme account called Catatonic Youths posted it in edited clips, and they did covers of like Nirvana's About a Girl. And that one went pretty big. It also got um, retweeted or whatever by YouTuber Jared Dines. And then the band gets a lot of attention for it. But it's sort of negative attention because they're criticized and ridiculed because uh, basically Wesley strained and sang off key a bunch. (laughs) And so the original video, which has over a million views, has gone unlisted. Currently, it sits at 19,000 dislikes. Oh, my God. 2,900 likes. And so, yeah, I guess it's, uh, I don't know how to sing about a girl, but it's like, really bad. And he's a, it's like Bobcat Goldthwait singing uh, the uh, Nirvana song. Right? So, it was not well received. And that's their la- latest uh, social media hype. Did you ever see uh, Miley Cyrus, that uh, live version she did of uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit? No. Oh, it's a shit show. Really? Oh, it's so bad. Does it like a pop cover? Does she try to go traditional with it? Or 
No, it was uh, yeah, she's got her like her glammed up like guitar player with his like hot topic haircut, oh, and no. you know what I mean, like that. Wow. You know, it's like so glossy, you know, and yeah, and like but they're they're rocking out, and she's, you know, Miley Cyrus singing Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. see. Yeah. Oh no! Live call from Ben on the podcast. Let's do this. I'm not here. I'm not here. Okay. Uh, go ahead, caller. Uh, you are just live on the as we finish up the last minute of the podcast. We're about to read the quote from the artist. Hi, Ben. Live. When did you start doing live? I thought this was a podcast. Okay, you're right. It's recorded. You got me. Pre-recorded. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. glad you made it to the show. This is exciting. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. I was working all day long as you guys were screwing. Around. Yeah, that's what we told the people. You've had some wins in life, and uh, you're very successful. You're a big deal. I think you have three Shop. cars. People, uh, I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. <laughs> uh, so, well, can I ask who the uh, subject was? Yep. We already, am I, are we past guest the guest? Yeah, yeah, we're we're well past guest the guest. We're on the guest final it, quote. Do you want to give me the, uh, the, the the questions for guest the guest? Oh, certainly. Yeah, you guys want to go back to it? We can go back to it. That's fine. Guest the guest. Uh, he's named one of the top 100 heavy metal vocalists by Hit Parader. I got it the first time. Uh, you got that? You got the answer on that one, Jason? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I didn't. He's number 96, so don't let it, don't let it get you too much. Um, Ozzy Osbourne? Uh, no, but you guys had very good guesses there. Um, here's a hint. Scoobalit Bebop. David Lee Roth? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what Jason said. <laughs> exactly. I, I said, said it's misleading because it, it's sort of a thing for his last name. Uh, he's the only constant member of the rock band Puddle of Mud. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that guy. Exactly. She fucking hates me. Tra la la la. She fucking I, hates me. That song, you remember that song? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know that. I don't know that. Yeah. I can't. I'm out. Put yeah. me down for a loss. Yeah, that's uh, to be counted against me though. That's Puddle <laughs> of Mud's West Scatlin, and so that's why the scatting was in there. Scooby Doo Bebop. So what was what's the guy's name? West Scantlin. Yep, that's not in my that's not in my brain. Don't got that guy in my brain. <laughs> Brian, do I know who this is? No, no, you don't. <laughs> my first question, Brian, do I know who this is? Nope. All right, fun game. Fun that's game. Awesome. All right, well, let me hear the quote, and I'll let you guys go. <laughs> All right, we got a quote from Ensign Wesley Crusher himself. His quote, this motherfucker right here stole my motherfucking house, and now he's standing right fucking in front of me laughing at me. He fucking figures I'm a fucking joke. This motherfucker right here. This motherfucker right here. Get his ass on camera. This is the dog right here. This motherfucker right here. This guy stole my fucking house. West Scantlin, everybody. And, and quote. Woo! Woo! Nailed it, uh, So that's the longest quote ever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remove the fucks and it would have been way quicker. Is this, uh, this is, uh, this is um, 18 plus on the iTunes here. So we got all the F-bombs getting dropped in there. You, there's explicit content warning. Yes, this is. Y14. Not, <laughs> not for more. I was. I'm hoping the answer to this question is yes, but did you guys have some uh, daddy pops while you're playing your show, doing the show? Certainly, we did. All right, good, 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 good. We All broke right. it, this time of year. We broke out the Marzins or the Oktoberfest, as you would say. It was tasty. Well, it's Marzan. Marzan. All right, cool, cool. What what what, what brand? Uh, I just went with the Sam Adams. I, I know it's kind of commercial, but it's it's just a flavor I like. 
All right. Yeah. Founders has got a pretty good one out now, too. So just to let our listening audience know, Founders has a new Oktoberfest. Top notch. I brought a 17-pack of uh, Goble. Oh, it's not just local. It's Goble. And because we're talking about beers, that brings us to a conclusion of another episode of Crime and Music. Uh, what you can do for us is share with a friend. Go to crimeandmusic.com. Give us a... Uh, oh, my God. What am I doing? I actually have feedback. Hold on. You were supposed to remind me about feedback, Jason. Sorry. Ben, oh, you, want to stick around? you want to stick around for feedback oh, that you can't hear? I don't want to hear the noise. But I'm taking ahead. mine off. There it is. It's not that bad. See? Ooh, got a hot mic. Feedback. All right. We got feedback from a guy called Skittles. And he's gonna he's he's got a thing he wants to share with the world. So uh, is that skills? Is that skills with a Z? No, it's Skittles, like the candy, but oh, with with a Z. Skills? Skittles. Oh. Oh, it's with a Z though. Good. He, he, Good. Said, he said, "Call me Skittles because I'm colorful." That's cool. And so here's what Skittles has to say. Um, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, "It's better than yours." Well, damn right, it's better than yours. Well, I could teach you, but I'd have to charge. There you go, Skittles, everybody. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks to Skittles for doing some feedback, right? Yeah, that was great, man. Did you actually hear that? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> he did a recitation of my milkshake brings, brings all the boys to the yard. It was good. Ah, uh, yeah. So, there it's you go. legendary, really. All right, and because we got through our feedback, uh, that does bring us to another episode close. Um, man, thanks, Jason, for filling in here for Ben. You did a hell of a job. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. It was Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Ben, for calling in. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear from you at least once today. That's great. And uh, again, take this episode, share it with a friend, give it to somebody and be like, hey, man, uh, check these guys out. I think we've got all 50 states now. Now it's about getting every country in the world. Yeah. Nice. Uh, there's a couple countries I'd like to leave out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to find out what that is, hit us up on all the social medias at Crime and Music. And like the song says, never trust a big button to smile. Huh? Huh?